Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Eddie Gibbs and welcome to Off The Wall, the podcast here on Anfield Index, where we like to give you a small taste of some of the content available over on the paywall side of the channel at Anfield Index Pro. Now, before we get started, I should say this show is brought to you in partnership with LibertyShield.com, the perfect VPN companion for all your entertainment and privacy needs, where you can get 25% off everything using coupon code AIVPN. That's AIVPN. Liberty Shield do offer uh, free VPN apps for iOS, Android, Amazon Fire TV Stick, Mac and Windows. Now, in recent weeks on Off the Wall, we've brought you the two-part interviews Trev Downey has conducted with the likes of Jan Mulby, Paul Walsh, Mark Lawrenson, and John Aldridge. So all of them are available now on the channel to go and listen back to. Uh, whilst over on AI Pro, subscribers have had the fascinating two-part interviews with Steve McMahon and Jason McAteer. And just this week, Phil Thompson, who was in conversation with Jim Boardman, who stepped in for Trev. Now, also on the paywall side, you can get... Uh, AI Scouted, where uh, Dave Hendrick and Carl Matcher have been going team by team, looking at where all the Premier League teams are right now with their squads and what they might look to do when the transfer window eventually kicks in. Uh, obviously, we don't know when that will be. There's also under pressure, uh, Dan Kennett, Simon Brundish, Dan Rhodes uh, use stats to determine Liverpool's greatest ever goal scorer. Really, uh, really enjoyable listen to that one. And it was really interesting to see the contrasting views on how the different uh, panellists viewed the stats and... Uh, some good conversation around Ian Rush and Mo Salah in particular. Uh, Money Talks, uh, Mo Chatra was back with Jay Reid. Obviously, we've had the uh, furlough fury this week with uh, Liverpool announcing their plans to furlough uh, non-playing staff and then uh, Peter Moore uh, making that U-turn uh, earlier in the week. So uh, do go and have a listen to Money Talks. And I was on Media Matters for the first time uh, with Nina and we were looking at fan media content and how... We're doing things like we're doing today. We're producing content for uh, for listeners both on the free side of Anfield Index and on Anfield Index Pro. We've been trying to still get one new show at least every day on the pro side. And obviously there's a chance for reminiscence pieces and uh, opinion through, uh, through the news that seems to break every day regarding when the Premier League might return uh, in the fallout of obviously the coronavirus. Now, uh, to enjoy all this fantastic content, you can get AI Pro now 
free for 30 days instead of the usual seven. To sign up, all you have to do is head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com. There is zero obligation to continue after the 30-day trial and you can cancel at any time. If you do decide to stick around, then we hope you would, especially as you're likely to have more time on your hands than normal, then the cost is only £3.49 per month or only £39.99 per year. So an extra saving with the annual option there. Now, today on After War, we're going to give you part one of the John Walk story. John was an outrageously prolific goalscorer midfielder who played for Liverpool from 1984 to 1988. Tread down, he speaks to John about his early days in Glasgow and his rapid rise through the ranks at Bobby Robson's incredibly successful Ipswich Town in the late 70s and early 80s. They then move on to talk about uh, how this incredible form sealed him a move to Anfield. Uh, and John gives a fascinating insight into the mechanics of the transfer and is very peculiar medical uh, in the, and they go on to talk about his early years playing uh, playing for Liverpool. There will be a part two, which we'll, uh, we'll release on Off the Wall very soon as well. And uh, obviously we'll get to move into some fun territory there. I know there's been a lot of talk about sports films. And uh, John obviously starred in one of them in Escape to Victory alongside the likes of Michael Caine, Sylvester Sloan, Bobby Moore and the great Pele. So uh, we'll get some insight from John on the, on the movie uh, in part two of that. Now, as ever, we'd love your feedback on any of the shows we do on Anfield Index or Anfield Index Pro. And the best way to do this, as I always say, is by joining our free Discord community. I mean, on Saturday when the news broke of the furlough scheme, that debate was raging. I got involved in it for a short time as well. And it was really interesting to see how opinions were polarized. But it was proper discussion with valid points. It's not like the Twitter where someone raises a point, someone else raises a point, then it can descend into chaos and name calling and such like that. You never get any of that on the Discord community. It's a a very good place to come and debate a healthy healthy debate if you like and opinion on on all things Liverpool Football Club. So the place to come and join our Discord community totally free. It's anfieldindex.com forward slash discord which is d-i-s-c-o-r-d it's really worth your while so please do uh do pop along there and uh, and join the debate now alternatively you can also give your comments to us on facebook just search for anfield index or on twitter we have two accounts there there's at anfield index for the free side of the channel and we're at anfield index pro for all the premium content so let's do it here we go it's john walk in the company of trev downey for the interview Part one. Hello and welcome to part one of the latest double episode of the interview with Trev Downey on AI Pro. You'll have deduced, clever subscriber, that you are who I am from that opening sentence, but today's guest is of far more interest. Of course, this man is a former Scottish international footballer who represented Liverpool from 1984 to 1988, but spent most of his playing time over three separate spells with Ipswich Town, where he won an FA Cup and a UEFA Cup. While with the Reds, he won two league titles and even finished one season as the club's leading goalscorer from midfield, ahead of striking legend Ian Rush. Add in 29 caps and 7 goals for his country and an acting turn in the best football movie ever made. And you will by now have realised that I'm talking about Mr. John Wark. John, thanks so much for joining me on the interview. Yeah, no problem, mate. Genuinely appreciate that, John. I have to say, I've been lucky enough to chat with the likes of Jan Mulby and Peter Beardsley and Mark Lawrence and Paul Walsh, John Aldridge for this series. But one of the players, the very first player I actually asked Eddie to go and try and see if he can make contact with was yourself because I did admire you very much as a footballer and I always thought Since that the richness of, of your career from what I could see would make a great subject matter for, for a chat on this show. I mean, let's just, you, you'll, you'll forgive us, John, as we go on. We're going to lean heavily into your four years at, at Anfield, obviously. And I yeah. know it's a 22-year career. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a remarkable professional career. I mean, you played till... You were remind remind us what age you were when you when you finally hung up the boots. 
Well, my, my first game was 17, and my last game I was 39. It's a, it's not a bad career, is it? It's 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 ridiculously lengthy career. And and like John, no nobody played that length, you know, at that time. Do you know? Increasingly, as people have gotten. I think more and more obsessed with dietary, uh, uh yeah. you know, uh, needs and stuff like that. You see lads going on a little bit longer, but nobody was doing that when you were doing it. No, they weren't. I think the reason I played a lot longer was, as I say, I started as a centre back at my early, early career. Then I was midfield, but then I went back to centre back. And when you go back to centre back, you, you use your head rather than your legs. And yeah. I, and I actually, you know, I played till, as I say, the premiership years till 96, which was incredible, to be fair. Yeah, and, and I, lo- I love the fact that you got to see that, um, uh, Rasmuth has of the, of the Premier League and the Premiership coming in. I mean, um, and I know, uh, on, uh, you, you have a history of, 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 uh, of being in front of the camera at various, uh, various times. I think, am I right in saying, John, weren't you involved in this sort of the, the, the Premier League campaign, the push that Sky oh. did in that little ad? Wasn't that right? Do you know something that was so funny? It was, uh, it was 19, yeah, the start of the premiership, 1992. Yeah. And we all had to be in the gym, you know, just lifting the weights and it was alive and kicking was the, the song, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I, I'm, at, I'm lifting weights and you had, you've actually got a, they actually put water on you as if you're sweating. But I didn't have any, I didn't have any weights in the machine. Right. So I had to give it the old acting skills again, you know, <laughs> giving it up and down. It was, uh, it was so funny, you know, when people go, you were lifting some weights there. Yeah. And it, there, there was actually nothing there because there was strain water on you as if it was sweat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, listen, they knew what they were doing. They were getting you in yeah. after your, so after I, your experience. I, 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 yeah, I was the Ipswich Town sort of player at the time, and there was players from all different teams. Camille, so I want I, I want to start just before we get into the weeds on your on your career, and I'd like I'd like to go right back to the start. If it's okay with you, but before we do, yeah. just from a Liverpool perspective, like I, it was it was amazing to read what people were saying about you. Like for example, Roy Evans says he's one of those guys who just loved playing football. He could play at the back, but he was more famous for coming in from midfield, could score goals from yeah. deep, and a great all round player. Um, yeah, Bob Paisley says, how many times have you heard it said that goal scoring is all about being in the right place at the right time? Most footballers yeah. know where the right place is, but relatively few can sense when the time is right. John Wark had great timing. You could set your watch by him. Now, that's just two of the greats yeah. of Liverpool <laughs> management. It's, it's quite it's quite a tribute. Uh, as, yeah, as I say, Paisley and Roy Evans and as I say, Joe Fagan signed me, so he must have been part of that as well. And the one who actually made me, you know, not sort of putting Liverpool down was Bobby Robson. He was the one who actually got me to do, be like that sort of player. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely um, want to talk to you about their managers. Uh, yeah, John, yeah. I mean, you know, Jack Steen and, and Kenny, of course, oh, at one stage oh. and just ridiculous. Bobby Robson. I mean, that's an incredible. And you've, you've worked with, with some of the real genuine greats. So it'll be great to, to get your thoughts on that. Look, all our stories start on this show with a simple question I've asked to everybody, yeah. which is when did you realize that football was going to be the route that you were going to take? Was there a moment when you went, you know what? This is, this is it for me. I think when you're a Glasgow boy, you know, my, my older brother was, you know, he ended up, he was a professional for St Mirren. Yeah. So I was trying to call off, you know, follow him as such. And uh, I was in a boys club team at, I don't know, seven or eight year old, you know, playing there. And I joined this 
you know, boys club teams from Chatwell Amateurs who were famous for, you know, players making it. And uh, I played till I was 15. And uh, that's when Ipswich came to, you know, sort of, well, look look at me and uh, invited me down for a trial at Ipswich Town. So it all came from then. And I, I think, you know, I presume before that being, you know, a player of, of, of note that people were looking at, there was probably yeah. Glasgow schools representation, that type of thing. Were, were you on that yeah. kind of a merry-go-round? I was in Glasgow. Yeah, I played for Glasgow schools. and But the first thing I I was brought up in Glasgow was I was out in the streets, at, you know, playing football, you know, in daytime. And my mum says, come back for your tea when it gets dark. So I just played football all my life. Mm. And that's all I wanted to do. And I, and I followed my, you know, my brother, my older brother. So it was a big influence. And as I say, he kept me under his wing as such. And that's all I did. Just play football since I was six, seven until I was picked up. One, one of, one of the, uh, one of the former players that I spoke to was Peter Beersley. He talked about how he used to basically, you know, almost basically sleep with a ball. You're chatting about how you're out kicking a ball around all, every waking yeah. hour you can. I mean, I've said it to a few of the lads recently. It doesn't seem to be, even with the lads who are still involved in the game and coaching, it seems to be quite a different sort of a setup now. Lads train within rigid amounts of time and they play only when they're asked to play. The joy of it seems to be a thing that's genuinely gone. I mean, is that is that a bit of an old-fashioned thing to say or would you agree? No, I agree with you. I think, you know, that's all I love. I just love the game and I love to, you know, play football, you know, and I did it. All day and until night, as I say, that was my, it was a thing, that's the only thing I loved doing and my, my hope was to play for my boyhood team and, and to play for my country. I didn't think it would happen, you know what I mean? But, uh, I'd done one of them. One of them was, uh, play for my, my country, which is, which is amazing. And I, 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 I believe your boyhood team was Rangers, is that correct? Yeah, it was, yeah, I know, yeah, Rangers was my team, and I'm actually, st- I actually thought I might have had a chance last year, the way things were going. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to them, I thought I, I might get a call to play in a, I've actually been waiting to play in a game for them, but it's never happened. Yeah, you know what, you know what, that, that would have been a, a brilliant shout at some, at, yeah, at a few, yeah. a few points over the last couple of years. I mean, I, again, I, I believe I read somewhere, and tell me if I'm wrong, but yeah. what did you did you did you do a, 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 at least a trial at Parkhead at one stage? Yeah, I did. I, yeah. And to be fair, you know, I was there with you know Tommy Burns, if it, the boy you know passed away, real great player. Yeah, I was in the same sort of time as him and a lot of other you know great players and done well. And they they were they were keen on getting me, but to be fair, I couldn't I couldn't sign for them. I just, it was the way it was in these days, you know. Yeah. You know, you're either, you know, Rangers or Celtic. And and even uh, after my Liverpool days, which we'll, we can go on to later on, Billy McNeil was a manager when Liverpool played Celtic in the testimonial for Tommy Burns. Yeah. And uh, Billy McNeil came in the lounge and asked me, he says, do you fancy coming home, John? And I went, yeah, I love Glasgow. He went, no, to join Celtic. And I went, I can't. I said, if I did, my family would disown me. <laughs> true, true story. Jello, you know, and, I love, and I love. That, that, ha- that actually happened uh, when I was just at the end of my Liverpool career. 
I, I love that. But did you ever have yeah. an interaction with Kenny Dalgleish? Where, because I know Kenny was a boyhood Rangers fan. There was stories yeah. about him pulling the posters down off the wall when the lads came around to to sign them up. Um, like I mean, did obviously you must have probably given him a bit a bit of down the banks at some stage about about uh, how how he readily turned. So it, it, when you wouldn't, I mean, you yeah. you, you, you were loyal. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But with Kenny, you never get the better of him. So there's no use arguing with Kenny. Because I roomed with him for a long time. And Did you? There's no use getting into anything because he'll always come out with some excuse or some whatever, you know. But I just felt it's amazing for somebody like him to, you know, being a Rangers fan and the Celtic fans love him. Celtic fans love him for what he did for Celtic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you've got, to, you've got to hold your hands up to that. I guess so. If, you, if you're going to go on... But, yeah, but then again, another story about the Rangers situation. Ipswich played Rangers, and uh, it was uh, the opening of their stand, and I think it was 1981. And I'm playing for Ipswich at Ibrox, and all my family are there, 30 of them, mum and dad, uncles, aunties, and whatever. They're all at the game. And uh, we beat uh, Rangers 2-1. Guess who scored both goals? Me. <laughs> No way. <laughs> Listen to this. And I go after the game, and I'm like, I went out to see the family. They wouldn't speak to me. And, it w- and they actually didn't speak to me for a month because it was a friendly, because I scored two goals against Rangers. Oh, that's fantastic. True story. That's fantastic. I love, I love that level of loyalty. It's brilliant. Yeah, but it's just, it was incredible. I walked out and they're all just blank, man. I can't believe you scored against strangers. Yeah, not once, but twice, just to rub yeah, it in. Yeah, twice to, to win the game. Yeah. So eventually you, 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 uh, you, you're quite happily shunning Celtic and you head off down yeah. south to Ipswich. I know there were a couple yeah. of teams. I, I think City were in for you as well. Um, yeah. What was it that made you choose uh, Ipswich at the time? Well, the problem was I had to choose it. It's no disrespect. I actually, my first choice was Man City. Okay. Because I, I had a friend who went trial with me, who played with me in the boys' club, and both of us went to Man City, and uh, they actually signed him. He was a better player, and they weren't sure about me. So I was having a trial with Man City and a trial with Ipswich. So I was humming and hand, and actually, uh, Man City says. We're not too sure about you, John. So I rang Bobby Robson up to say this, and he went, get your bum back to Ipswich as quick as possible. And it was the best decision I've ever made. So basically, I picked Man City first, but they weren't sure. So it was the best best decision I've ever made, you know, going back to Ipswich. Yeah, I mean, when you think about how things worked out, Jesus, it's one of of those... Yeah. You can't, you know, Man City were a massive club then, big club. It was Malcolm Allison was the manager, and they had mm. Rodney Marsh and Francis Lee and Colin Bell, you know, all them. But, you know, if I'd have went there, I would probably wouldn't have got a game. But I went to Ipswich, made my debut at 17. Bobby threw me in because, you know, I was, he thought I was good enough, and I, you know, he put me in the first team. And who, if you don't mind me asking, did your friend make yeah. it at City? No, that's what makes it even. You wouldn't believe this chap. It's in my book. This chap, actually, uh, Alan Godfrey's name was. He went to City, played a year, and then he he broke his leg, and then he had to finish. It was a real bad break, <sighs> and uh, and he about a year and a half after that. This is a true story. You wouldn't believe it. It just sums up football for me. I'd made my debut for Ipswich, and I'm in Glasgow one, uh, one 
day and I just got in, I thought, I'll get a bus into the town. <laughs> that doesn't happen nowadays. Yeah. And Alan Alan Godfrey took my ticket. He was he was working on the buses. Oh, and he took my me. ticket. God's me. honest. Wow. So he actually just went there for a year and a half, didn't make it. I made it and he just went that he was that way and I wasn't. Unbelievable. And you meet him on the bus. So I just showed you I meet him on the bus and he takes my ticket and I'm gone. That's I just just couldn't work it. You know what I mean? It's you wouldn't you couldn't write that. You couldn't write that. I mean, and and like things go, uh, things go well pretty quickly for you, John. I mean, I think you, yeah. you, you when when you go to Ipswich first, I read it, and again, yeah. you know, I read bits in your book, and you you you're 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 left back, you're right back, you're central defence, you're 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 tried you're, you're yeah. tried out everywhere. Um, but you yeah. make you make your debut as you say at seventeen. Um, coming on for I think was it Kevin Beatty, uh, yeah. in, in the FA Cup was it? Uh, um, it was a, 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 it against was Leeds, yeah. It was the quarterfinals of the FA Cup nineteen seventy five. Right. And Leeds went only I thought they probably one of the best teams in in England at the time. You know, they'd Bremner, Giles, Giles Norman yeah. Hunter. Yeah. The full medley, you know, the full team. And they weren't the best team or one of the best. They were the dirtiest team. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to and I had to make my debut and it was the fourth game. It was two it was a home game and a away game. And then there was two neutral neutral ground, one at Filbert Street, and the last one was at Filbert Street, Leicester. And that Bobby Robson, I'd been playing the youth team on a Tuesday night when the first team were playing their third game. They drew, and I'd won the FA Youth Cup semi-final at Huddersfield. And I got a call saying, a couple of injuries, John, you, you've got to go to Leicester uh, for the fourth game on the Thursday night. I didn't think anything of it. I've got nah, no chance. So I go there and uh, nothing said Wednesday. Thursday morning, Bobby says, you're playing. I went, oh, my God. I'm wow. playing against Leeds United in the quarterfinals. I was playing the youth team on the Tuesday, yeah. and now I've made my debut against Leeds United. But John, nobody makes a debut like that anymore against as a oh, seventeen yeah. year old because the le- the level of intimidation that you would have oh. felt was was different to anything anyone's going to feel now. I don't care if you're playing Barcelona; those guys oh. were not only good, but they were terrifying, right? In terms and of their, were, their, their their physical intimidation. Well, and that's what happened. My first uh, they had up front was Alan Clark and Joe Jordan, and I'm playing alongside Big Alan Hunter, big Irish centre back, played for Northern Ireland, experience. And the game gets going. Ten minutes into the game, Joe Jordan headbutts me, and I'm thinking, "Welcome to the big time." You know, I, I thought, oh, "Hang on, I off, can off, off the ball, John, like a like a deliberate yeah, headbutt." Yeah, just a yeah, just a normal <laughs> as you do. And I'm thinking, "Oh my god!" Wow. But he wasn't for me. I know big Joe. Joe's hard as nails, you know, on the pitch and off the pitch. He's a gentleman. You know, I knew him when I went and played for Scotland. We played for Scotland together, mm. and he's a nice guy. But on the pitch, he's you know, he, he does, you know, he does these sort of things. But the one who was the nasty piece of work for me was Alan Clark. And he, it was 15 minutes into the game, he actually started elbowing me and spitting in my face. And Jesus. I thought, I can't, and I couldn't handle the 17. I'm like, oh, bag of nerves. But big Alan Hunter, I'll never forget it. Alan Hunter, he just, he had, he's 20 minutes into the game. Hunter said to Clark, you go near Worky again, I'll break your effing leg. Never seen him. He went left wing and we've ended up winning the game 4-2. <laughs> so it was like, that was the sort of thing that was going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it really opened my eyes up to how they think, you know, and later on in my career, I looked after younger players 
in a similar way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that really, that was an eye-opener playing against. And another thing as well, at the end of the game, Billy Bremner shook my hand, who was my hero. You know, I'm, I'm playing against Leeds and Billy Bremner comes up, who I used to watch for Scotland. Yeah, it's a massive it was just, It was just, it was just a, oh, something major. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and and to walk away a winner on your debut, and I guess yeah, I mean the the rest of that season, like you you're you're you're, you're you know that's you're dropped in, and then you're back to the FA Youth Cup, which you win, I yeah, believe. Yeah, we right? won. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and following season, then you're still like you're still so young. I think you're yeah, you're, you're into the reserves then instead of the youth team, yeah. right? Uh, and then but, right. but 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 the following season, seventy six, seventy seven, you're 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 first team or you're thirty appearances in that in that season. Yeah, uh, that's t- when I that's when I moved changed my position I went to midfield to midfield yeah. yeah midfield as such that's when the change came along and 10 goals but, 10 goals does that sound right to you because sometimes these records can be a bit skewed does that sound right to you in your in, yeah, your, in that yeah, season I think in that season it was that was a quiet season 10 goals it was John it was <laughs> not, not your usual you standards like, at all not, not the usual <laughs> yeah, so but no but I was just getting into it and yeah my position I was so and then it just went on from there, you know. It was quite incredible. And I believe that. I believe you took on pens at that stage as well. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, now, well, I I do a weekly podcast with Ian Mulby, um uh, as part yeah. of AI Pro, and he would often talk to me about. Uh, actually, the show's called Mulby on the Spot because of his penalty record. He's 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 mm-hmm. he's, he's immensely proud of it. God bless him. Um, what do you do? You recall what your penalty record was over the course of the career? Do you know what I, I I do roughly. Uh, I think I, I took 62, wow. which is, and, I, and I've scored 56. Good God. I missed six. That's one. Yeah. Liverpool and Ipswich. That's a which is quite incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's quite. That, that's, that's, one, that's, of the high, one of the highlights was uh, uh, in 81 in Europe when we won the UEFA Cup with Ipswich. We played uh, Aris Salonica in the third round for the. Round before the quarterfinals, uh, and I got four goals. Three of them were penalties. Three penalties in one game. Wow! Like, which is quite penalties, yeah, that's penalties in one game. That's and it's all about kidology. You've got to, you know the, the goalkeeper. Is he going to go this way? Is he going to go that way? You so it's all. What well, t- do you do? You recall what you did on the day? I mean, did you put them no, all did, in the same in, place? Or? In the day, no, in the day, I, I used to go to the the goalkeeper's right because I would whip it side net and so I went the first one bottom corner second one top corner and then I changed it to the left side of the goalkeeper so it's all you shouldn't really change but you think the goalkeeper's going to read you or whatever or or he's watched your penalties in the past but day three I went in three different places wow which is quite that takes takes a lot of nerve it takes a lot yeah it did because the ones no disrespect. The ones I missed over my career, the five or six. Yeah. The reason I missed them was I changed my mind. Yeah. You know, I was thinking this goalkeeper has seen me before, and I, I thought I shouldn't do that, and that's the only reason I missed them. What 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 Jan always says to me is that lads who take penalties, there, there's a certain yeah. there's a certain mentality. Obviously, you had a oh, yeah. you scored exactly. so many yeah. goals, but there's a certain mentality where even if you've missed two in a row, you want the third one because you're going to score. Yeah. It's just as simple as that. Like he would always say, nerves. Nah, that's not a thing. You, you don't no, feel nerves. Um, but 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 you know, you think of some of the greatest strikers that you would have played yeah. with. They didn't fancy penalties, John. No, they didn't. But the thing with me with penalties, I thought when we get a penalty, I thought it's a goal. That was my mind. Yeah, I, I'm scoring a goal. Yeah. I don't expect. No, it was in my head. 
Like, we got a penalty. And you, loads of fans, not just uh, uh, Ipswich fans, they says they made a killing with me because first goal scorer, I was either getting a penalty or, a, or scoring. And they said they used to make a killing. <laughs> they used to say, you made me a lot of money and all that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they had me at the first goal scorer. Well, if, if, well. if they were going to bet on anyone, John, it was always going to be you. Yeah, let's be, let's yes. be honest, the, the way you were yeah. bang, banging them in at that stage. Like, it's, it's 1977, you, 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 you make it your Scotland debut as well, like or Scotland squad at least. Isn't that right? In, in June against East Germany? Yeah, that was a, I think it was a friendly, I think. Yeah, it was just, yeah. which was unbelievable. Just... You know, that was my dream was, you know, you play for, you know, a professional footballer and you want to play for your country. Yeah. Because I used to go and watch all the games at Hamden, you know, with my uncle and 120,000, 130,000. And then suddenly you're playing for them. It's like, <laughs> you can't beat it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's probably it's, the highlight. Never mind Scotland is probably playing the World Cup. 82 was probably my. Apart from making my debut for Scotland, was uh, uh, and, and scoring against England at Wembley, even though we lost. The highlight was eighty-two. Yeah, it's, World it, Cup. It's it, it's it's hard it's hard to beat playing in the World Cup for your country. I, it's got to be that's got to be a, yeah, exactly. right up there. And again, even more even more so back then. There was something about the international team. Uh, that's it's diminished a little bit, I think. You know, when you think about yeah. how, how important it was back then. I mean, I know you did a, a chunk of of 1977 injured, and and you come back into the yeah. team in, in in 78 after a couple of bad injuries, I think. Uh, but you're right in for the, the 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 FA Cup run, which leads to you guys winning it in 1978 yeah. at Ipswich. And 40 years ago. 40 years ago, and I mean, we, we can't we can't underestimate. This is Ipswich Town, like comparatively unfancy team, which Bobby Robson was building up with you guys, putting together such a collection of footballers that oh. it was it was remarkable, wasn't it? I mean, you know, would you would you mind just reminding some of the people about some of the players that you were sharing a, a pitch with at that stage? And, and and well, the thing was, it was just an amazing season because I didn't actually play my first game until January because I had this major hamstring injury. So I made my debut in the third round mm. in January. And uh, and we were hopeless in the league. We finished about 18th. But we seemed to manage to get our best teams for the cup run. And we had this great cup run. With, and uh, we get to Wembley. And Arsenal were major favourites, as, as everybody sort of knows about it. But I played at the time. There was uh, Hunter and Beattie, Alan Hunter and all that. Kevin Beattie was, in my opinion... His nickname was the Monster. He was um the best player. He should have been so many caps for England, but because of his injuries, he never he never sort of got them. But he was immense. People think me them to Duncan Edwards of uh, Man United. That shows you how Bobby Robson used to say he's the next Duncan Edwards. Wow. And, and yeah, it just shows you. And we had George Burley, Mick Mills, fullbacks, and uh, up front was Paul Marin or Clive Woods. We didn't have a lot of big names, but we had a. Our team was a proper team that stuck together. You know what I mean? And uh, and even when we played Arsenal, they were major favourites. But we fancied our chances. Yeah. And it was it was incredible, and we won one 0 But it should have been 
in my opinion, four nil. Yeah, I I, 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 I read that you, you, you read, or you basically felt that you'd basically thrashed yeah. them. You'd, you'd put them, yeah. you'd put them away. And you do, you yeah. hit, you hit the post a couple of times, didn't you? On, on yeah, pa- I, hit the po- I hit the post twice and Paul Mann, I hit the crossbar. Pat Jennings, best keeper for Britain at the time was, he brought some worldy saves, you know what I mean? They, and then we scored with, I don't know, 12 minutes to go and we won the game. It was, and it was an incredible thing for a club like us, you know, a small club who, to do that, you know what I mean? But it was just like great to be involved there. And then, but you- I tell, I tell a great story, you know, I've said about my, me hitting the, the post twice. Yeah. And, uh, usual again, all my family come down from Glasgow. Busload, there was about 30 of them, mum and dad, uncles, cousins, brothers, they're all there. They all get the bus down from Glasgow and they were going on to Ipswich for the celebrations, hoping. Uh, after the game, I'm 21, I've come out with a medal and I'm like, proud as punch. And I walk out and they're all miserable. I'm thinking, what's up with you? He went, we had a tenner on you at 21 to score the first goal. Why didn't you score? I went, I, I went, typical. I see the true story as well. You've let them down again. I've let them down again. <laughs> it says I can't believe you didn't score. We had to at twenty to one. I, presu- I went, well, I tried. I presume at that stage you said no more family on the buses at my ah. <laughs> Then they all went back to Ipswich, and I don't know. They stayed at a different, you oh. know, places. It was just a. It was some. It was some time. And cool. I was only twenty one, and we've got a big reunion come up in June the sixth. It's 40 years since we did it. A lot of the players are all coming back. And so that's going to be a big occasion. And that, that team builds, I mean, I think two, twice, yeah. twice at least over the next three seasons, you're, you're a game away from winning the, the top division. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, runners up to Liverpool, runners up to Aston Villa. But yeah. the, 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 the pinnacle of, 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 well, you tell me, I mean, but from an outside oh. observer winning a, a, a European trophy, the UEFA Cup in 81, I mean, and, I, I believe you set a competition record, 14 goals. Yeah. Uh, you know, Do you know something? It was just that year is the best year I've ever played in football in my life. Well, you won you know the lot, I mean? didn't you, John? You won the lot. Yeah, lab, well, the know. thing was, where we should, not to suspect, Liverpool were a massive football club. Ipswich Town, in my opinion, if we had two or more players, we could have won the treble that year. Yeah. Meaning we could have won the league. Uh, we won the UEFA Cup. And we came, we get beaten in the semi-final of the FA Cup. Mm. And it was, we played 66 games and we only had 16 players. And Aston Villa won the league and they only had 46 games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like incredible. It's, it but is. That, that year for me was, I scored 36 goals, which is scary, and 14 in Europe, which they're just, you know, you can't buy it. It's just a, you know, and I won PFA Player of the Year and, Young European player. It was just a another. But the team I was in, you know, with the two Bobby changed that the team from '78, and with jumpsters coming through, like you know, uh, Russell Osman, Terry Butcher, Alan Bazell, Eric Gates, and then with the two Dutch boys, Muren and Tyson. We just yes, had yes. But as at eleven, I thought that eleven was as good as Liverpool, and that's saying something because Liverpool. You know, won everything, but we didn't have the backup as a as a squad. 
But you mentioned to, you, you mentioned Arnold Muren, you mentioned Franz Tyson, yeah. and uh, you mentioned uh, Eric Gates and all the other boys who, yeah. who who I remember as being wonderful footballers. But we need to remind yeah. people that you've scored thirty six goals from oh. midfield. I mean, I people people scary. people have to get their heads around that. I don't I don't think there's an equivalent modern sort of a setup. You, that not, there's no guys that do that. I mean, how how did that work for you in terms of your playing your game? Were you very much freed up from defensive duties? Or did you no, have to worry about the lot? Do you know the scary thing is, if you look at it, I was the most, I was the holding sit midfield player. <laughs> Come on, man. No, it's true. We played, we played a 4-3, 1 2. Yeah. So you had the front two, you had Eric Gates off, off the strikers who didn't come back and help me. The two Dutch boys couldn't tackle off his supper. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I say, they were great in the ball and all that. And I was the one that just stood there and won all the the bits in there and helped in the defensive side. Then I just strolled into attacking areas and scored goals. It was, it was, you couldn't, it was incredible. And people never used to, I used to make my runs from deep and Eric Gates would move out, come through the middle and be in between the two strikers and Arnold would cross them in or France would cross them in. It was incredible. But people just didn't pick me up. And and did, again, for, for people who are uh, reminiscing and other people who are maybe not as familiar, yeah. familiar with your with your with your goal and your goal scoring record or seeing the goals, because you know I, yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? It's 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 delightful when you come across them because it's not that gr- the coverage it wasn't around back then that there is no. now that everything is covered. I mean, what I, I'm I'm reminded from what you're saying there of almost a bit like the way the current Liverpool team plays, like getting lads getting down the flank and, flank and pulling. Yeah. Back, or was it more traditional crosses, lofted crosses, and headers? What kind of goal was your trade trademark goal? I tell you, it was a mixture. It was uh, I could shoot from outside the box, you know, laybacks, but I get in as well with a lot of headers. Yeah, you know, I would go in from as the ball get played back to George Burley, and he would whip them in, and I would come in between the two strikers and score with headers. Yeah, but you know, you don't get that nowadays. You don't get midfield players going in the box to score goals. Well, the last one was, I don't know, Lampard or whoever. But you don't get them now. And not, at that, not I, at that rate anyway. Not at that rate as well. So when I went in, I knew I would get the service from my teammates. And more often than not, nobody picked me up. So that was a lot with my goals. Penalties, shots out outside the box and headers or volleys coming in late. Yeah, yeah. So there was no trademark. What you're telling me is you were able to do it a lot, basically. And, and I could do it. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, that's the sort of mixture. Yeah. Plus, apart from that, I had to sit in front of like four and <laughs> stop the others. That was, uh, it's, it's quite scary. Uh, I, I assume you had a word with Bobby Robson about getting some extra wages at some point, did you? Uh, ah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. As I say, it was, you didn't have them in these days. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to. I know what happens uh, immediately after. That in, in, I think it's 1981. Yeah, is the movie. I'm gonna yeah. in part two. I want to talk to you a bit, little bit about that because uh, it's not a problem. Yeah, it, w- yeah. What we'll do is we'll just move on from the the transition from from Ipswich to to, to Liverpool. I know Bobby Robson yeah, basically was... he leaves to join England right in '82. Uh, yeah, eighty-two. That's what. And, that's, that's why. That's when it all happened. To what, be fair. And the reason he left, he left to be the England manager. And then when he left, we built a new stand at Swiss Town. Okay. And we had to, and we had to sell players to pay for it. Ah. Basically, so all that eighty-one team 
four or five of them were disappearing. And I thought, the reason I then asked for a transfer, because I wanted to win things, and I, that was the reason I left. But I didn't leave. I wasn't one of the first ones. There was four or five players before me. So that team just disappeared as soon as Bobby went to be the England manager. And and obviously, I imagine with your record and with your ability, yeah. you, you weren't short of uh, options. Although I, I have to, I have to say, when when I spoke to yeah. to Jan and others, they say like yeah. as a, as a player, you heard bugger all about it. You were just kind of told, and and then it, it might come down to two things: you might have a choice, you might not. I mean, how how did it yeah. work out for you in terms of you submitted a request and and they came back yeah. to you straight away with Liverpool or what was it? No, I come back. I just asked for a transfer and and. You hear rumours in the next minute there was uh, Man United were in. Ah, okay. And so Liverpool and an Italian team, Verona, who were, I think Joe Jordan went there, ended up yeah. winning the league. Yeah. So the three teams were all involved. Uh, but Liverpool, so Liverpool came, I was, that's the team I was, you know, like keen on. But then when Man United came as well, I tell the story, Man United, I thought I might have a better chance of getting in the team because I, I was thinking, if I got to Liverpool, I might not get a game. You know, as, as, that was in my head. Yeah. You know, and the day I went to Liverpool, this is quite incredible. I'm in the hotel, uh, the hotel holiday, and it was in, uh, uh, near Lime Street. So I'm in there and I'm at, going to speak to the, the chairman, Mr. Smith. He's downstairs in the reception, the Liverpool chairman, and I'm on the phone to Martin Ed, the Man United chairman. I'm on the phone to him upstairs in my room. He's trying to talk to me about joining Man United. Wow, wow! And this is true. And the reason was because Brian Robson had left to go to Italy, and I was meant to be a replacement, or he was going to go to Italy. So I'm talking to him. And I spoke to Man United first, and he they actually said, John, the deals fell through, Brian's not going. And I went, right, bump, and I went downstairs and just signed for Liverpool. And was it unbelievable? That, was it that tight? Was it, this is this sounds eerily familiar to your Manchester City yeah. story. I mean, was yeah. it was it that tight? Were you thinking, look, I'm going to get a game at United if Robson's yeah. gone, I'm going to go to United. But then yeah. it, it just panned out the way it panned out. It just panned out, and I think that's fate. You know, you, I was lucky. That's the club. You know, and as I spoke to Liverpool and the rest, you know, it's the best thing I've ever done. You know what I mean? And the next day, I got a phone call. Joe Jordan had been with Verona. He says, Joe Jordan rings me. He says, I've been, t- we've been trying to get a hold of you. He signed for Verona. <laughs> this is, this is unbelievable. And they were the best team in Italy at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, and it just showed you. It, 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 there's there's a bit of fate there uh, on two separate oh, occasions, and and as you say, it, it works out well. It, for some people, that that those those things don't work out as well. Uh, I mean, it it really worked out well for you on both times, and it's, it's well. Well, the the reason I went to Liverpool was I wanted to win things, you know, win the league. I never did it with Ipswich, yeah. which I should have done. Yeah, and that was my not my my main aim, but I wanted to do just one trophies and play for the best team in you know in Britain and. I did it, you know what I mean? And of course, uh, the, 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 the transfer fees is big for the time, nearly half a million. Oh, in time, 1984, yeah, it was, it's, 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 yeah. it's big. It was good money, money for, good money for Ipswich Town. They were, 
desperate, you know. They were hanging out for a bit more because, you know, the pain for the stand. They tried to get a bit more, but uh, in the end, it was nearly 500,000, yeah. And when you get that for a a boy, you know, it came through the youth team, they must be well placed, you know what I mean? And did you feel any pressure with that amount, John, at the time, or were you just confident enough in your own ability? No, not pressure. The pressure I felt was going to Liverpool and playing. Yeah. Because when I joined... They'd won the League Cup on the Wednesday at uh, Main Road to beat Man United. They won the final. And I'm thinking, he's not going to change the team. How am I going to get a game? Yeah. That was in my head. And on, and in the end, uh, I, I joined Thursday morning, signed. I'm thinking, oh, I'm not playing here. He's not going to change the team. He threw me in on the Saturday. He left uh, uh, Craig Johnson out. Craig Johnson, the Australian boy. Uh, he left him out of the team and put me in at the Watford game away. And as I say, I was like, I can't believe this. I'm in the, I'm in the team. And I, I scored in my debut and we won 2 0, and the rest is, well, history, to be fair. The rest is history. And, and, and... You know what I mean? It's just like, it was incredible that I, that I was in the team. You know, after a, a team had just won the League Cup. Yeah, and people, again, for modern football fans who are listening to this, yeah. you've moved in March when there was no transfer windows yeah. and, and, no, and you, people just went when they were going. And, and, and of course, like you say, then they, they're coming off the back of a, 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 a League Cup success. League Cup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted just, just to finish out this first part of the, of the interview, I wanted to ask you about something that came up when I was talking to Paul Walsh and came up when I was talking to John Aldridge. And it's a little story <laughs> that you've told about, um, right. about your medical, right? Um, oh, because, because th- th- things seem to have been, shall we say, lax at Liverpool at the time oh. when it came to the, the whole, uh, medical side of things and physio side of things. And there's a, yeah. <laughs> maybe you just take us through that little story to, to, oh. to finish this, this part. Well, I'll tell you, yeah, the whole story was, as I say, I get to Anfield after I spoke to, we're in the hotel, and we get to Anfield, and I, I meet Joe Fagan uh, in the famous boot room. You know, it was uh, that was well known for, you know, both managers of both teams to have a drink and all that. So I get in the, the boot room, and there's Joe Fagan, and then walks the dock, and he's sort of, he actually stunk a bit of drink. I thought he had a couple of drinks in him. And he goes, John, have you, that's <laughs> not, and he says, John, have you sorted, uh, your contract out? I went, yeah, yeah, no problem. He went, we'll go and do the medical. And I thought, we'll go to the treatment room and do it. You know, that's what you think. Go to the med, do it there. He went, no, we'll just do it here. And we're in this boot room where it's six by six. You couldn't even throw a cat in it. You know, it's like, you wouldn't believe it. There's Joe Fagan in the dock and me. And he goes, right, I'll take your blood pressure. I took my blood pressure. He says, touch your toes. I've touched my toes. He says, you've passed. That was my medical. That was my medical at Liverpool, which is unbelievable. Yeah. And nowadays they have scans. It takes two hours. They're, they're all over. You know, it's like before you get through, well, it takes about an hour, two hours nowadays. Mine's took two minutes. John, he's not, my... he's not even trying. <laughs> You know what I mean? it, it's, it's quite scary. I can't, I can't believe it. I've just signed for Liverpool, a massive move, and all I do is touch my toes. And wow. did did you have a similar sort of take on it at the time? I know there was different attitudes to um, the care of footballers at the time. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't the way it is now, where like you know a little tweak and fellas are, have a, a team of eight, yeah. eight eight lads around them. But I mean, 
you've alluded earlier on in your wee chat there about the, yeah. the, the your debut right against Leeds yeah. about how yeah. tough the game was and people don't understand the difference they really don't I don't think unless they saw no, they don't. but I mean did you find that uh, there was were you aware of a comparatively lax attitude to, to 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 the health of the players or was it just that was the times I think it was the times personally but so when I went to, I knew it was like that switch as well that was just slightly better but when I went to Liverpool it was like oh my god you know Ronnie Moran and he was treating, he'd done the famous story with, uh, Walshie, with, uh, the, uh, the ultrasound. Yes, I don't know if Walshie yeah. taught you that. He did, one, he is, did, yeah. Which yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, how can they get away with that? They've been using it for months and suddenly somebody comes to sort the machine out and it's not been working. <laughs> Walshie's been out with, he's been getting gel on his ankle and it's like, it's just, it was just incredible. It's just the way they were, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's just the way that, as you but, say, different times basically. Yeah, it was. Uh, and if you're in, if you're injured or if you've broke something, because even when I've done my another time, I broke my ankle or damaged my Achilles running around, says, "Oh, I've got you to see the the specialist in the hospital. Take your training kit, and if it's not too bad, come back and train." I've come back in plaster. <laughs> I've come back. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> and I'm thinking that's just that was that's what. Sort of thing that went on. I've come back, you know, I've come back in crutches. Yeah. He, and he says, Take your training gear. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> well, look, so I was just. I, I I look forward to getting into the into the details of your of your Liverpool days and like I said you'll forgive us for dwelling on those a bit I know there's a no, massive right, there's a massive chunk of your career afterwards but we'll we'll do that and when we come back as well in part two I want to talk to you about about um about uh, the fo- the football movie that we Good. all know know and love yeah no, so no problem that's where we leave it for 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 this episode of the interview and uh, and and we'll be back I think for part two very very soon keep an eye out for it uh, in that part we'll speak to John about his days at LFC his movie. Experience experience his Scotland days and his thoughts on Liverpool's current status. Podcast Network.